Shabbat Shalom Israel. This is Captain Abad Yahoo, and to my right, Brother Azariah. And we are with Holy Saints and Apostles Nashville, Nation of Yasharala. We are back this week with yet another Sabbath class, and our topic for today's lesson is what is Juneteenth and is it relevant for us in 2020? Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day or Jubilee Day or Sail Liberation Day is an American holiday celebrated annually on June 19th. It commemorates June 19th, 1865, when Union General Gordon Granger read federal orders in Galveston, Texas, that all previously enslaved people in Texas were free. Although the Emancipation Proclamation had formally freed them almost two and a half years earlier, and the American Civil War had largely ended with the defeat of the Confederate States in April. Texas was the most remote of slave states with a, law, with a low presence of Union troops. So the enforcement of the proclamation had been slow and inconsistent. While shackles did fall off of our feet by way of President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, we cannot and must not credit anyone else but the most high let's go to the book of psalms 124 and verse 1 the book of psalms 124 and verse 1 it is a reminder to israel about this act that the lord has done the book of psalms 124 and verse 1 and it reads if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. If it had not been the Lord. We love to give praise to man. But we know that the only reason those slaves were freed physically. Because we're going to prove later on this in this lesson that our people are still in mental, emotional, and financial, and even spiritual bondage, even to this day. We are still slaves to our captives in other ways other than physically. The Bible says, if the Lord had not been on our, if it had not been, Salakia, the Lord who was on our side, read on. Now may Israel say. Now may Israel say. Israel now has the right to say, if it had not been the Lord. Who was on our side. But the reality brothers and sisters. Is our people have always been slaves. And the reality is. This was our own doing. Let's go to Genesis 15 and verse 13. The book of Genesis chapter 15 and verse 13. Book of Genesis chapter 15 and verse 13. Uh-huh. And now he said unto Abram, mm -hmm. Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. The Lord says to Abraham, before his name was Abraham, he mm -hmm. said it to Abram, Your seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs. Go ahead. And shall serve them, and they shall afflict them 400 years. This is a prophecy given to Abram about the first of Israel's many captivities that we're going to go through. Exodus chapter 1 and verse 11. The book of Exodus chapter 1 and verse 11. We're going to prove that Israel has always been slaves. Because the reality is we got to understand 
that before we get to celebrating freedom, we have to prove are we really free? Read that. The book of Exodus, chapter 1 and verse 11. Mm -hmm. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters mm -hmm. to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Fidim, and Ramses. So the Bible says, therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. They put heavy weights on our people in Egyptian captivity. The Israelites were slaves in Egypt. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. This, these scriptures are very familiar with those of us who uh, know who we are, but we're going to go through this to simply prove the point that Israel has always been slaves. Let's start at Deuteronomy 28 and 25. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 25. Mm -hmm. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them. And flee seven ways before them. The Bible says the Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and thou shalt flee seven ways before them. You know what this is talking about? This is talking about how we have many times a unified mindset, but uh. dysfunctional execution. Even now, we see our brothers and sisters out there protesting, but they, half of them don't know what they're protesting for. Right. Some of them don't want answers, and so now you have nothing but confusion. And when you have confusion, you allow our people to be divided. What the scripture is saying is, listen, you're going to go against them united, but because of their might, because of their power, they're going to they're gonna send you running. The same thing happened to our brother Nat Turner. Our brother mm -hmm. Nat Turner went and started a rebellion. And when them jokers start laying off cannonballs and, and all type of stuff on them brothers, them brothers was running away from their captors. We don't. And shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. So not only would we run away from the people who we tried to go against, our enemies, but the Bible says we shall, we shall be removed into all kingdoms of the earth. That word removed doesn't mean from the kingdoms. It means we will be placed in the kingdoms. Uh, Verse 36. Verse 36 reads. The Lord shall bring thee and thy king which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. The Bible says the Lord shall bring thee us and our king which we shall set over thee you know the amazing thing about that is we're still setting kings over us today bring it out we have token negroes who who sign up for political office and think they're going to help their brother and sister and guess what they are in no they are no more free than the people they represent read on and there Shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. And there shalt thou serve other gods, not just men, but we would serve other religions in these lands that we would be in. All right, let's jump to verse 49. Book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 49. Mm -hmm. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far, mm. from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth. Mm -hmm. A nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. So the Lord is letting us know over and over that through all of these scriptures that the captivities that we are seeing this was our doing and we're going to prove that i want to go back real quick just to show you why is israel going through these things read verse 15 verse 15 
but it shall come to pass mm-hmm. if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee mm-hmm. and overtake thee. So you might be asking yourself. Well, if we're slaves, why would the Lord do this to us? Why would the Lord allow us? Because we were disobedient. Read verse 64. And it reads, Mm -hmm. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth, even unto the other. There's not a nation on the face of this planet. You won't find history of the black man being there. Read on. And there thou shalt serve other gods. There it is again. Uh huh. Which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, mm. even wood and stone. And w- even wood and stone. Verse 68. Verse 68. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. Now we say this all the time, but we have to say it again. This word Egypt is not meaning literal Egypt, it is meaning spiritual bondage. Our people would be in bondage. Again, so much so that we would go through multiple captivities after Deuteronomy. Read on. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. Mm -hmm. By the way whereof I spake unto thee, Mm. thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies Mm -hmm. for bondmen and bondwomen. And no man shall buy you. Now, we're going to deal with this idea of being bought back and being bond men and bond women in just a little bit. Let's go now to the book, book of Baruch, chapter 4. That is in the Apocrypha. If you don't have one, you can go to Amazon.com. Amazon ought to pay me for this advertisement, but you should go to Amazon.com. They have it there, I believe, for $9.99. Get you a KJV Apocrypha. It's a little red book. You got show show the people the book because you know some people don't understand. See that that's the book you need to get. That right there. All right. We should get paid for that. Right. Advertise. Right. <laughs> Baruch four and four and six. six. All right. Yes, and sir. It, and it reads, "You were sold to the nations." Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Who is he talking to? Let's go read. Go back to verse one. I just want to put some context. As a matter of fact, jump up to verse 4. We ain't got to go back that verse far. Verse 4. The book of Baruch, chapter 4, and verse 4. O Israel, oh, happy, is. happy are we, for things that are pleasing to God are made known unto us. O Israel. This is letting us know who was being sold to the nations in verse 6. All right, jump back to verse 6. Verse 6. You were sold to the nations. Not for your destruction, mm-hmm. but because ye move God to wrath. Why? Because ye move God to wrath. We were sold to the nations because we angered the Lord. Read on. Ye were delivered unto the enemies. Ye were delivered unto the enemies. You know what delivered means? <clears throat> we were given. Handed over. We were brought. We were brought. Never mind. I can't even think straight. You got to think about that. We were we were brought like a cake or a pizza at a delivery. The Lord rung the doorbell of our enemies and said, "Here they go. They they disobedient. Take them." All right. Let's jump down to verse ten. Verse ten. For I saw the captivity of my sons and daughters. I saw the slavery, the bondage of my sons and daughters, which the everlasting the everlasting. Mm-hmm. Which the everlasting brought upon them. 
This everlasting, brothers and sisters, is the Lord God Almighty. He brought, the right. Most High brought this captivity upon his sons and daughters. All right, jump to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 21 and verse 20. Luke 21 and verse 20. All right. All right. The book of Luke, chapter 21. What 20? 21. 21 and 20 Salaki. Now, this is Yahawashai, Hamashiach Yahawashai speaking. Watch what he says about the children of Israel. Read on. All right. Verse 20. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, uh huh. then know that the desolation thereof is not. Now, what? Yahawashai is prophesying about is the destruction of Jerusalem that happened in 70 AD. Read on. Verse 21. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains mm -hmm. and let them which are in the midst of it depart out mm -hmm. and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. Meaning all of our people should leave and all of them who are not here should not mm -hmm. come. Read on. For these be the days of vengeance, mm. that all things which are written may be fulfilled. So the, what the Lord is saying is that these days of the destruction are prophetic. Read on. But woe unto them that are with child, mm. and to them that give suck mm. in those days. For there shall be a great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. All right, verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now, in this verse, these Gentiles are referring not to our native Israelites, but it is referring to heathens of other nations. It is referring to our enemies, strangers. But the scripture says they shall be led away captive into all nations. nations. All right. This is Yahawashah. Moving on. Let's go to Joel chapter three and verse six. The book of Joel. Or Joel. You know, some of y'all talk a little funny. Joel, Joel, chapter 3 and verse 6. Because again, all we're proving is that Israel has always been slaves. Read that. The book of Joel, chapter 3 and verse 6. Mm -hmm. The children also of Judah uh -huh. and the children of Jerusalem uh -huh. have ye sold unto the Grecians. Have ye sold unto the Grecians? Again, we are being sold. Read on. That, that ye might remove them far from their border. All right. Moving on. First Maccabees chapter 2, verse 7. First Maccabees chapter 2, verse 7. book of first maccabees chapter 2 and verse 7 he said woe is me wherefore i was born to see the misery of my people and of the holy city and to dwell there when mm -hmm. it was delivered into the hand of the enemy and the sanctuary into the hand of strangers he said woe is me wherefore was i born to see this misery in the land in, in the See this misery of my people, people. Salakia, mm -hmm. of the holy city to dwell there when it was delivered into the hand of the, of the enemy, enemy 
and the sanctuary into the hand of strangers. Read, read on. Verse 8. Her temple has become as a man without glory. Uh-huh. Her, Her temple is become as a man without glory. Read on. Her glorious vessels are carried away into captivity. When the Bible talks about her glorious vessels, it's not just talking about the vessels in the sanctuary. It is talking about the children of Israel who were carried away into captivity. Her infants are slain in the streets. Her infants are slain in the streets. Her young men with the sword of the enemy. Uh-huh. Read on. What nation hath not had a part in her kingdom? What nation? Have not had a part in her kingdom. This is letting you know that there's not a nation on this planet that is innocent for their participation in the oppression of the Israelites. So when we talk about we don't care about any other nation, we don't care about any other nation because every nation has been a participant in our captivity. All right. Go to... Um, Read on. Read the next verse. Salaki. All right. Let me f finish that one out. What have what nation have not had a part in her kingdom and gotten of her spoils? Uh-huh. What nation? Uh-huh. Read on. We read that part. All of her ornaments are taken away. All of her ornaments are taken away. All of the beautiful things about Israel is taken away. Mm-hmm. The, the, the glory, the honor, the pride, the majesty of the Israelites is taken away. Read on. Of a free woman, she has become a bond slave. She was free, and now she is made a bond slave. We read that once. But again, what we understand in Deuteronomy, and we're going to highlight it here in just a little bit, what it really means to be a bond slave. All right, what does it mean to be free? Freedom is defined as the absence of subjection. To foreign domination or despotic government. Let me speak English. Freedom means you are not subject to any other nation. You are not under any other nation. You are your Bring you are your own autonomous group. We are not free. So while we want to celebrate Freedom Day, while we want to celebrate celebration day there is nothing liberated about the black man around the world there is nothing liberated or free about the so-called negro the so-called latino the so-called native in these quote-unquote united states of america all right so what are the consequences of captivity deuteronomy 21 28 and 21 so like it deuteronomy 28 and 21 What are the consequences of captivity? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28 and verse 21. Uh-huh. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee. When the Bible talks about the pestilence cleaving unto thee, that's all these diseases we see striking our people throughout the ages. We talk about smallpox that was done to the natives. We talk about syphilis that was done to black brothers back then. We're talking about coronavirus that's being done to our people now. What we are talking about is the Lord is allowing our people to be smitten and afflicted. Read on. And the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have consumed thee 
from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. All right. Now jump to verse 61. And it reads, Also, every sickness mm. and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. So these are the consequences of captivity. Why? Because when we are captive, we are disobedient. So what we're really saying is our captivity, our slavery is a product or a child of our disobedience. And uh -huh. there are consequences with being Bring disobedient to the Lord our God. And one of those consequences is sickness and pestilence. All right. Leviticus 26 and 25. The book of Leviticus, chapter 26 and verse 25. Mm -hmm. And I will bring a sword upon you that shall avenge the quarrel of my covenant. The meaning that the Lord will cause death to come upon us because we violated his covenant. Because there's an issue with his covenant. Blood is required by the hand of the Lord. Read on. And when ye are gathered together within your cities, mm -hmm. I will send the pestilence among you. There it is again. When we are gathered in our cities, the Lord will strike us with sickness. Read on. And ye shall be delivered into the hand of the enemy. And we will be delivered into the hand of the enemy. <clears throat> Jeremiah 15 and 2. book of jeremiah chapter 15 and verse 2 and it reads and it shall come to pass if they say unto thee mm -hmm. whither shall we go forth mm -hmm. then thou shalt tell them thus said the lord such as are for death to death mm. and such as are for the sword to the sword and such as for the famine to the famine and such as are for the captivity to the captivity so moses told samuel tell him Wherever they go, go, but they're not going anywhere but into death, death or captivity. captivity. And think about that. Death and captivity are used in the same sentence. That's a powerful thing. Wow. All right. Jeremiah 16 and 4. Book of Jeremiah chapter 16 and verse 4. Uh huh. They shall die of grievous deaths. They shall not be lamented. Neither shall they be buried. The scripture says they shall do what? Read that one more time. They shall die of grievous deaths. They shall die of grievous deaths. This is the word of the Lord coming to his children. The Bible says that we should die of grievous deaths. We would die deaths that ache and crush our souls. Aren't we seeing that now? Still being hung. The word of the Lord is righteous and true. Read on. They shall not be lamented. They shall not be lamented, meaning nobody will feel sorry that we are dying in the streets. Don't listen. Don't, don't, don't. Don't listen to the propaganda. They are not sorry that we are dying. They are laughing on the inside and crying crocodile tears on the outside. They don't give a bleep about us. Read on. Neither shall they be buried. Neither, listen. Neither shall they be buried. There are some cities even today where black people who were, who were buried years ago 
don't have proper burial sites because they didn't want to bury us in a dignified way. There are some of us who the only reason we know where we're buried is because our families had enough sense to tell the story throughout generations. Read on. But they shall be as dung upon the face of the earth. We shall be as doo-doo upon the face of the earth. Read on. Meaning, you know what? You know what? That Read on. I can't get into it. Moving on. And they shall be consumed by the sword mm. and by famine. Mm. And their carcasses shall be meat for the fowls of heaven and for the beast of the earth. Isn't that a prophecy? Wow. When we talk about the curses... What we're not just talking about in America, I want to make this clear, because there are some people who hear the Israelites talk and they say, well, that already happened. It is still happening. It happened in Medo-Persia. It happened in Babylon. It happened in Egypt. It happened in Greece. It happened in Rome. And it it happened in Persia. And it's happening around the world today. We are still suffering the curses of Deuteronomy 28, 15 through 60. Hey, I'm telling you, the Bible is true. Read on. No, don't read on. Deuteronomy 28 and 37. Moving on. Instead of reading on, we're going to move on. Deuteronomy 28 and 37. And it reads, And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations whither the Lord shall lead thee. The Bible says we shall become an astonishment. A proverb and a byword among all nations, whether the Lord, here it is again, whether the Lord shall so lead us. How did we get? See, we talk about slavery, and this is the part they don't tell us in slavery. It was the Lord that led us into the hand of the white man to bring uh-huh. us on cargo slave ships, to bring us across the ocean on a way called the Middle Passage or the transatlantic slave trade. That was the hand of the Lord doing that. We won't even give God credit in right. his punishment of us. We want to credit our oppressors. They ain't that smart. They're not that smart. Bring it out. All right. Moving on. Zechariah 8 and 13. Zechariah 8 and 13. See, listen, this Bible is true. And hopefully, if you're listening, you realize that the Bible is a true book. Over and over again, week after week, we come proving the word of the Lord. And we ain't done. Read on. Book of Zechariah, chapter 8 and verse 13. Mm -hmm. And it shall come to pass. That as you were a curse among the heathen. We were a curse among the heathen. Didn't the Bible just say we would be an astonishment, a proverb, a byword? Uh-huh. We would be a curse among the heathen. Another form of scripture says we would be a cursing or a mm-hmm. curse word among the heathen. Read on. Oh, house of Judah mm-hmm. and house of Israel. We are such a curse. Watch what the Lord says. So will I save you mm. and ye shall be a blessing. Mm. Fear not. But let your hands be strong. Now watch this. The Lord says, so will I save you and ye shall be a blessing. Now, many black people will read that and say, yeah, that means we got to be a blessing to the world. That is not what the Bible is saying. All right. 
Moving on. No. Christ paid for our freedom, but no. yet we still fail to be grateful. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 68. Let's go back to that real quick. I want to break down this scripture. Um, a part of this scripture that many people have a very complex time in understanding. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 28 and 68. And it reads, And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. Uh -huh. By the way whereof I spake unto thee, mm -hmm. thou shalt see it no more again. Mm. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women, mm -hmm. and no man shall buy you. So the Lord says, thou shalt see it no more again, and there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women, and no man shall buy you. When the Bible talks about a man buying us, what it is referring to is a law called the law of the kinsman redeemer. There was a law that if there was an individual, and we're going to go through it here in a little bit, if there was an individual in your family who was a slave or he offered himself up for indigent servitude, that the family could mm -hmm. buy him back for the appropriate or valued price. And we're going to talk about that here for a little bit. So the meaning of the words kinsman redeemer, the word redemption means the deliverance or freedom from some evil by the payment of a price. I'm going to read that again. Redemption is the deliverance or freedom from some form of evil by the payment of a price. The word kinsman is the closest male relative by blood relationship. That individual was supposed to be the protector. The kinsman redeemer. In the Hebrew, it is the word goel. Any male relative. I want you to hear what I'm saying. Any male relative could bring deliverance or freedom to a person or to property by paying the appropriate price. All right. The kinsman redeemer, the kinsman redeemer in scripture had a few obligations, and we're going to go through some of those. The kinsman redeemer had an obligation to redeem the land. Let's go to Jeremiah 32 and verse 6. Jeremiah 32 and verse 6. Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 6. Mm-hmm. And Jeremiah, said, <clears throat> and Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Behold, Hanamael, the son of Shalom, uh -huh. Shalom, Shalom, thine uncle shall come unto thee, saying, Buy thee my field that is in the Anathoth. So this is a male relative. He's going to the male relative saying, buy my field. Go ahead. For the right of redemption is thine to buy it. For the right of redemption is thine to buy it. Meaning this man was the individual who, would, who, could, who could be the kinsman redeemer to redeem his property uh. for the family. Read on. Verse 8. So Hanamiel, my uncle's son, came to me in the court of the prison according to the word of the Lord mm -hmm. and said unto me, By my field, I pray thee 
that is in Anathoth, mm -hmm. which is in the country of Benjamin. For the right of inheritance is thine. The right of inheritance, meaning you get to inherit that property. Read on. And the redemption is thine. Mm. Buy it for thyself. Mm. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. So this is just one example of him redeeming the land as a kinsman redeemer. All right. Another obligation of the kinsman redeemer is to redeem the enslaved. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 47. Chapter 25 and verse 47. Now, some of you may be thinking, what does all of this have to do with Juneteenth? What we are proving throughout this, this lesson is in order for Juneteenth to be relevant in 2020, we would have to be indeed free. And what we are proving throughout this lesson and what we will ultimately prove in the end is that the black man, the so-called black man in America, the so-called Negro and the so-called, I mean, the so-called Latino and the so-called Native American are not free indeed. All right. Read that. Book of Leviticus chapter 25 and verse 47. Uh-huh. And if a sojourner or a stranger wax rich by thee mm -hmm. and thy brother that dwelleth by him wax poor. Listen. And sell himself unto the stranger or sojourner by thee. Now listen. The Bible says sell himself. One thing I want to point out is our disobedience was us selling ourselves into the hands of our enemy. We don't like to say that. We sold ourselves when we were disobedient to the Lord. Uh, Read on. And sell him and sell himself unto the stranger or sojourner by thee, or to the stock of the stranger's family. Mm-hmm. After that he is sold, he may be redeemed again. One of his brethren may redeem him. Mm. Read on. Either his uncle or his uncle's son may redeem him. Mm -hmm. Or any that is nigh of kin unto him of his family may redeem him. Or if he be able, he may redeem himself. Or if he is able, he can he redeem, redeem himself. The scripture says his uncle or his uncle's son, son. may redeem him. Or any that is nigh of kin to him and his family may redeem him. But it had to be a man. God. The closest male relative could perform the law of the kinsman redeemer. All right. We're going to go now to. Um, let's go to. Uh, jump down. Read verse 55 real quick. Salaki. Verse 55. Well, read verse 50. Just read on. All right. All right. Verse 50, 50 and 51, I'm sorry. All right. Verse 50. And he shall reckon with him that bought him from the year that he was sold to him unto the year of Jubilee. Mm -hmm. And the price of his sale shall be according unto the number of years, according to the time and of an hired servant shall be with him. Meaning the price he would have to pay would be the price of the years he agreed mm -hmm. to be a slave. Right. So if you agreed to be a slave for seven years, the person who redeemed you had to pay the penalty of seven years worth of slavery. Mm. They had to pay the price of seven years worth of slavery. Wow. That's why if he was able, Oof. now if he was able, why are you going to slavery? But that's a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother story. All right. Verse 51. Verse 51. If there be yet many years behind, mm -hmm. according unto them, he shall give again the price of his redemption out of the money that he was bought for. Meaning that if it's so many years, then he could give out of the price he was bought for mm -hmm. to buy himself out. Meaning whatever got him into slavery, that could get him out mm -hmm. after so many years. All right. 
Now, another obligation of the kinsman redeemer was to provide an heir. Let's go to Deuteronomy 25 and verse 5. Deuteronomy 25 and verse 5. Uh, book of Deuteronomy, chapter 25 and verse 5. Mm -hmm. If brethren dwell together and none of them die and have no so child. Like it, read over. If brethren dwell together and one of them die mm -hmm. and, and have no child, mm -hmm. the wife of the dead shall not marry without Un, unto a stranger mm, like Meaning her. she cannot marry without a child mm -hmm. To a stranger Read on Her husband's brother shall go in unto her mm -hmm. And take her to him to wife mm -hmm. And perform the duty of the husband's brother unto her Meaning he would take the place of his brother And continue the lineage Come. for that woman Read on Verse 6 And it shall be that the firstborn which she beareth shall succeed in the name of his brother which is dead meaning the firstborn of the brother would mm -hmm. carry the name of their in a sense deceased father or would-be father if he had been alive or the patriarch so to speak read on that his name be not put out of israel meaning that his name would stay <clears throat> on the books God. that when you look back in time you'd be able to track whose son is this mm -hmm. read on Verse 7, and if the man like not to take his brother's wife, mm -hmm. then let his brother's wife go up to the gate unto the elders and say, my husband's brother refuseth to raise up unto his brother a name in Israel. Mm -hmm. He will not perform the duty of my husband's brother. Then the elders of his city shall call him and speak unto him. And if he stand to it and say, I like not to take her. Then shall his brother's wife come unto him in the presence of the elders and loose his shoe from from off of Salaki and loose his shoe from off his foot and spit in his face. Mm. Wow. And shall answer and say, so shall it be done unto that man that will not build up his brother's house. Meaning by her spitting in his face is showing him the disrespect he's showing to his deceased loved oh. one because God. the law was you had to fulfill the obligation of the kinsman redeemer now now <laughs> for all logical sense and purposes the only reason a brother might not want to do something like this is this sister might not be his cup of tea she might not be, you know, pleasing to him. But that, that's now his problem. Mm -hmm. The reality is it doesn't matter what one moment of displeasure might be like. If that moment of displeasure is the continuation of nationhood. God. And that is the problem. We don't like being uncomfortable for righteousness sake. We'd rather do what is pleasing to our flesh, do what's pleasing to our eyes, do what's pleasing to our mind, instead of following the law as it is written. Read on. Verse 10. Mm -hmm. And his name shall be called in Israel, mm. the house of him that hath his shoe loosed. Meaning the house of him that got spit on. 
All right, moving on. The the next obligation or the last obligation we're going to read of the kinsman redeemer is the obligation to avenge death. Let's go to Numbers chapter 35 and verse 16. Now, all of this is going to make sense in just a little bit. I promise you, it's going to make sense. So if you're watching and you lost, keep reading. We're going to make it. We're going to wrap it up tight for you. All right. Verse 16. Numbers 35 and 16. 35 and 16. Yes, uh, sir. And if he smite him with an instrument of iron uh-huh. so that he die, he is a murderer. Mm. The murderer shall surely be put to death. Mm-hmm. And if he smite him with a with throwing a stone wherewith he may die and he die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. Uh-huh. Or if he smite him with a hand weapon of wood, wherewith he may die, and he die, he is a murderer. The murderer shall surely be put to death. All right, now listen. Read on. The, re- the revenger of blood himself shall slay the murderer. When he meeteth him, he shall slay him. Mm-hmm. But if he trust him of hatred or hurl at him by laying of weight that he die, or in enmity smite him with the hand that he die, he that smote him shall surely be put to death, for he is a murderer. The revenger of blood shall slay the murderer when he meeteth him. Meaning, if someone killed somebody, you had the ability, according to the law, to revenge or redeem that death. Get out. Now, we're going to deal with this because many times the Lord himself functioned as kinsman redeemer let's go to the book of second samuel chapter 7 the book of second samuel chapter 7 and we're going to read verse 22 just going to give you one example of the lord serving as the kinsman redeemer this is second samuel chapter 7 verse 22 Second Samuel chapter seven and verse twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Wherefore thou art great, O Lord God, mm-hmm. for there is none like thee; neither is there any god beside thee, according to all that we have read. I mean, have heard with our ears. All right. And what one nation in the earth is like thy people? Wait, 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 wait. Read that again. Verse twenty-three. And what one nation? What one? Nation, this is a question. Somebody take this question, what this brother is saying, or what I'm about to say. Type it in the comments. I want somebody to answer this. What one nation, read on, in the earth is like thy people. Is like thy people. Who is the people of the Lord? The Israelites. What one nation is like the Israelites in all the earth? I'll wait. Sorry, I ain't gonna wait right here while I'm watching, <laughs> but I'm gonna wait to see what y'all typing in the comments. All right, read on. All right, and what one nation in the earth is like thy people, even like Israel? Mm, that's like, even like Israel. Meaning, who's like Israel? Read on. Whom God went to redeem for a people to Himself. God did what? Whom God went to redeem for a people to Himself. God was God was the Goel. He was the kinsman redeemer for a people unto Himself. Read on. And to make him a name, uh-huh. and to do for you great things and terrible for mm-hmm. thy land, 
before thy people, mm-hmm. which thou redeemest to thee from Egypt, from the nations and their gods. Didn't we read that one of the obligations of the kinsman redeemer was to redeem the enslaved? The Lord is saying, which thou redeemest the, to thee from Egypt, from bondage the Lord delivered the Israelites. Read on. Verse 24. For thou hast confirmed to thyself thy people Israel to be a people unto thee forever. To be a people unto thee forever. The Lord has confirmed it that we are people forever. Read on. And, and thou, Lord, art become their God. Mm. And now, O Lord God. All right. That's it. Okay. And thou art become their God. All right. So Christ became the final kinsman redeemer. Let's go to John chapter 8 and verse 36. And when I say final, what I mean is really ultimate. He became the all-sufficient, the all-excellent, the wonderful and great kinsman redeemer. John 8 and 36. John chapter 8 and verse 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free. If the Son, the Son of the Most High shall make you free. Ye shall be free indeed. Ye shall be free indeed. So the question, brothers and sisters, as we ask, is Juneteenth relevant in 2020? Are the children of Israel really free? The answer to that question is no. Yes, while Christ paid the price, that price has not fully been transacted. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. All right, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Book of Galatians chapter 3 and verse 13. Uh Uh-huh. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Read on. Being made a curse for us. He became a curse. Uh huh. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Read on. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through, through Jesus Christ. Now, this Gentiles is talking about our brothers and sisters who were wicked. Read on. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. All right. Jump down to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 11. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 11. Book of Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 11. Mm -hmm. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. All right. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Uh Uh-huh. Saying, I will declare thy name unto thy brethren. Mm Mm-hmm. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. Mm. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, and behold, I and the children which God hath given me. All right. Read on. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Mm -hmm. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, Mm -hmm. that is, the devil. All right. Verse That was it. Verse 14. So one of the things we have to understand is by Christ dying for us, he became our propitiation, became our kinsman redeemer. All right. Now, Christ was the appropriate price 
for our redemption. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10. Uh huh. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. We are sanctified through Christ, through Hamashiach, Yahavashah, once and for all. His price of death bought us out of death's grip and hell's sting. Brought us out of the hand of our enemy into a place that we can go called the kingdom if we live righteous and keep his commandments. But there is a reason we have not benefited from the payment of Hamashiach Yahweh Now, much like our forefathers, we are the same people. Our forefathers complained at least 15 <laughs> times in the wilderness. Here are just a few of their complainments. Uh, complaints. Let's go to Exodus chapter 14. And we are almost done. Exodus chapter 14, verse 11. All right. All right. The book of Exodus chapter 14 and verse mm -hmm. 11. And they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? So they're asking him, did you bring us in the wilderness to die? Yeah. Read on. Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? All right. Verse 12. It is not, is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone. Listen, Moses, we told you long time ago, leave us alone. Read on. That we may serve the Egyptians, for it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than, than that we should die in the wilderness. So our forefather was saying we were better off as slaves mm. to our captors than right. to be in the wilderness under the guidance of the Most High God. Oh, my goodness. Ver chapter 15, verse 22. Exodus 15 and 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea and they went out into the wilderness of Shur. Mm -hmm. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And so now this is a period of time where they were complaining about not having water. All right, let's go to Numbers chapter 16 and verse 41. Numbers chapter 16 and verse 41. <laughs> Listen, we are so much like our forefathers, it is ridiculous. Read that for me, brother. Book of Numbers, chapter 16 and verse 41. Uh-huh. But on the morrow, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and mm -hmm. against Aaron, saying, Ye have killed the people of the Lord. Now they complain and telling Moses, you're killing us. <laughs> all right. So all throughout the wilderness, our people were complaining much like we are today. Psalms 121 and verse 1. What we should be doing instead of complaining 
<clears throat> instead of begging our oppressors to free us, instead of saying we are better off in America than under the guidance of the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High, we are better off trusting Whitey to give us equality, trusting Whitey to give us something the Lord never gave us, which the Lord never gave us subjection. He rather gave us dominion. He gave us power. He gave us authority. He gave us greatness. But instead, we want to be like a blended cup of ice cream. Read that, brother. The book of Psalms 121 and verse 1. Mm -hmm. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. Mm -hmm. From whence cometh my help. Uh-huh. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. We should listen, listen, listen. What that boy say? Listen, Linda, listen. We should not be asking our oppressors for help. We need to be seeking the face of the Lord. We need to repent, turn from our wicked right. ways, and seek God and keep his commandments. We want to fix the plight of the so-called black man in these quote-unquote United States. Repent and keep God's commandments. All right, moving on. But yet, instead, we complain. Instead of saying, I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going right. to look to the hills from which cometh my help. We complain. And this is how we do it. Proverbs 3 and 31. We got three scriptures left and we're done. Uh, the book of Proverbs, uh-huh. chapter 3 and verse 31. Proverbs 3 and 31. Read on. Envy thou not the oppressor and oh, choose none of man. his ways. So that this is what we do. Instead of trusting the Lord, instead of looking to the Lord for our help, we envy our oppressors. We say, well, they have good rights. We want good rights. They got good water fountains. We want good water fountains. They got good schools. We want good schools. They got good hair. We want good hair. Instead of us asking the Lord, give us us free to the Lord. We uh-huh. ask the white man, give us us free. Think about that. Check it out. And it's all because we are envying our oppressors. We don't know what righteous dominion looks like. We think what the white man has is righteous dominion. This dominion in this world, what the white man has, is nothing compared to what God has in store for the Israelites who keep his commandments. All right, moving on. First Maccabees chapter 1 and verse 11. First Maccabees chapter 1 and verse 11. 11. This is what we do. This is what our people have, have done for a very long time. First Maccabees chapter 1 and verse 11. Uh-huh. In those days went there out of Israel wicked men. In those days, <clears throat> just like in these days, there are wicked brothers and sisters, read on, who persuaded many, saying, who are, who are convincing many of our brothers and sisters saying this. Let us go and make a covenant with the heathen that are round about us. Let us fight for equality with the heathen that is round about us. Let's be like them. Let's integrate with them. Let's go to their schools. Let's marry their children. Let's go to their houses and their parties and their and their social activities. That we are asking yeah. and what we are saying is let's make a covenant with them. Read on, my brother. 
For since we departed from them, we have had much sorrow. Because if we leave the white mm. man's hand, if we leave the white man's land, if we leave his economy, if we leave his jobs, if we leave his grocery stores, if we learn how to feed our and fend for ourselves, we will die in this place called America. What about the land of the free and the home of the brave? This land ain't been free since the first white man stepped foot on it. The reality is, brothers and sisters, this is not the righteous thing to do. The righteous thing is not to try to join with our enemies. We're going to go to our last scripture, which is Psalms 106 and verse 33. Psalms 106 and verse 33. And it reads. Because they provoked his spirit. This is why we are doing what we're doing. This is what is going on. Read on. So that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. Mm -hmm. They did not destroy the nations. Instead, now the Bible says we did not destroy the nations. So where do we get equality from? We're not here to be friends with our enemies. We're here to take back what the Lord gave us in righteousness and live righteous. And if they don't want to do it, they can die with the rest of the people who don't want to do it. Read on. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them. All right. Now, listen. What did they do, my brother? But were mingled among the heathen. Oh, they married and had sex with the heathen. They had little mixed wonder cups of ice cream babies with the heathen. Wanted to live in mixed communities with the heathen. They mingled themselves. And what else did they do? And learned their works. And learned their works. The Bible says they learned their works. Why are we keeping Christmas? Why do we worship on Sunday? Why are our sisters blonding their hair? Why are our sisters uh, um, uh, um, overly using makeup? Why do our sisters believe that L'Oreal is the image of beauty as opposed to a natural concoction that our, our sisters are making? Why is all of these, why are we believing that medicine out of the hospital is better than the herb of the ground that the Lord God made? It is because we have learned the works of the heathen. Amen. Read on, brother. Verse 36. And they served their idols which were a snare unto them. And we served our idols. We served their idols, which was a snare unto us, which was a trap unto us. We're serving white Jesus. We're serving the Kabbalah stone. We're serving Mormonism and Jehovah Witnesses and all Methodists and all of these other stupid religions that is nothing but a trap to keep black people, the so-called, the, the so-called black, the so-called native, the so-called Hispanic or Latino, in mental, physical, psychological, and financial bondage. Verse 37. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils. Last verse, brother, verse 38. And shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan. Mm -hmm. And the land was polluted with blood. I thought that was the last one. Read the next one. Thus, thus were they defiled with their own works. We were defiled with our own works. Let's go back to the beginning of the lesson. Juneteenth was about us being free from slavery. But yet we are still slaves. We proved that in this lesson. The Bible says we were defiled with our own works. You want to know why we're not free? Because we are keeping ourselves bound. You want to know why the black man is suffering? Because we keep ourselves in a position of suffering. Because Bring we don't want to keep God's commandments. 
The Bible says we were defiled with our own works. Read that last part, brother. And went a whoring with their own inventions. And we went a whoring with our own inventions. I'm going to say this and I am done. We cannot celebrate freedom from a people we lust to be in bed with. This has been Captain Abad Yahoo. And to my right, Brother Azariah. And we are with Holy Saints and Apostles Nashville, the nation of Yasharala. And we pray that this lesson has been edifying to you. You can follow us on social media at Holy Saints and Apostles, Holy Saints and Apostles Nashville, or the nation of Yasharala. Until next time, we say Shalom. Shalom.